Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm your host, Brian Altano, along with my incredible crew of Nintendo superfans, Jada Griffin, Per Schneider, and Seth Macy. Hello. Hello, Hello. Brian. Nope. Okay, uh, so once again, we had originally planned on doing a spoiler cast for the full game of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Funny thing happened this week. Uh, there's a big FTC trial. Boring stuff, I know. Involving Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard. Not Nintendo at all, although there's a bunch of people on there trying to figure out if Nintendo's a competitor if the switch is a system if we use our tvs for games what has happened since pac-man a bunch of nonsense but either way a monkey wrench uh got thrown into our plans to do a spoiler cast with a bunch of folks we wanted to have on so we're kicking that episode to next week if you haven't finished zelda yet you have another week to do it for now you're getting a regular old nvc where we talk about non-zelda nintendo games sound good classic Sounds good everyone cool with that yeah, yeah. i think i'm okay with that Came in a little hot, so we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we get started, Cinefix, our movie-loving sister channel, is launching a new show. It's awesome. Where hosts Clint Gage, Michael Calabro, and Alex Sedman tackle the best films ever made. They each crafted a list of their 100 favorite films of all time. Then their producer Dan Parkhurst, a wonderful man, mixed them up with his own mystery algorithm. I don't know how to make the Cinefix top 
100. It's a puzzling process, but the result is 100 must-watch movies, each explored in depth every week from the magic behind Terminator 2 to things you didn't know about Sunset Boulevard. Are there things that you guys didn't know about Sunset Boulevard? Is there an overdrive in there? Somewhere around that sunset? Real, sunset Boulevard. Yes, there's, there is an overdrive. Just make it up. Uh-huh. So anyway, I guess we'll all have to watch that episode. <laughs> the, Cine- the Cinefix Top 100 <laughs> kicks off July 3rd. Catch us every Monday on IGN, Cinefix's YouTube, and popular podcast platforms. Join us as we deep dive into cinema's finest. They can use that in the sizzles later on. I'm excited. It's finally a new uh, new uh, movies podcast to listen to. I know. The call. I, I know we have we have podcasts for great. for all of our uh, video game platforms, and then nothing for movies. That's right. TV's Max. next, right? Yes. yes. Okay, correct. good. There we go. Okay, uh, moving on to Nintendo stuff. Uh, a brand new Pikmin game launches July 21st. A new demo for it just came out. Uh, it's on Switch right now. It takes a couple hours to 100%, and all your progress carries over. I'm just ecstatic that Pikmin is back. Pikmin 1 and 2 stealth launched on the Switch uh, last week, mm-hmm. so I went back to play the first one. I wanted to just sit down with my friends here and have a nice casual conversation about Pikmin, the Pikmin franchise, and Pikmin in general. Jada. Now, Brian, yes, you may be wondering why I chose to wear, wear purple today. I am, I am is, wondering. Is it because I'm a big Waluigi fan? Is it because maybe I had a grimace shake on the way to work today? I, I mean, both are both are true, right? Um, no, it's because I'm playing Pikmin 4 and the customization options let me pick purple. So all of my Pikmin outfits and my ship is decked out in purple. Oh, I didn't know you could you could do that with your ship too. Okay, so you... Everybody changes colors when you pick your... Like, yeah, so depending color. on what color you choose when you build your custom character, your suit color... All your other cadets that you're going and rescuing will have yeah. that same color. Your ship will be that color. Ochi's collar will be that color. I did not it's put that purple. together. I'm like yes. bright blue it's, Oliver Hardy and my ship is too. Oh, my it's God. one of those things that you wouldn't realize unless you talk to somebody else who played it or you've played through the demo multiple times. Got it. Got it. But got it's it. very cool. It's neat. Yeah. So you will be reviewing Pikmin 4 for us. I will be reviewing Pikmin 4. We for can us. say that, right? Uh, I think it's fine. I'm, <laughs> we've decided I'm reviewing it, but I haven't gotten, I'm still, you know, it, when the code comes in and I get to play it, like I'm playing Got a it. demo like everybody There's else. There's no secrets. So You're not, I'm not, any yes, secrets. I'm not telling anybody any secrets, but yes, I am going to be reviewing it. So I'll be back on NBC and I don't know what a month or so, whenever, yeah. whenever the embargo yeah. ends up lifting really? and the game launches. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, I don't know when that stuff, that details is yet, but once I do. But did you play it at a preview event too? Or I did not play it at didn't. the preview. Okay, we so had somebody else at the preview event. Got it. But yeah. I've watched our preview content, so I've got a little bit I, I, I want to say from like a you know thousand mile view above this conversation, I'm just so happy Pikmin's back. It, it yeah. was starting to become a joke, right? Yeah. Then, like Miyamoto in, announced, like it, I think it was like two lifetimes ago. It's like, ah, we're working on Pikmin Four. It, it's it was know. such a like a just like and oh hey casual... by the way it's by the way it's happening and then yeah. like hey Pikmin came out and we're like you didn't mean this game by Pikmin Four and they're like yeah. oh, no no not that one right so uh, let's yeah exactly so let, let's uh, recap on the franchise real quick uh, the original Pikmin came out in two thousand one for the Nintendo GameCube which was. Uh, First of all, a, a very, very beloved console, as we all know, but like not their most successful, not their most popular console. One of the first times, I guess, after the N64, where we were kind of like, all right, where is this going, right? Funny little uh, cube with a handle. Yep. Um, people called it the purple purse. It took its tiny little discs. It was a Probably wonderful little system. Purse. Got a bunch of weird games for it. Some of them never came to America, like Doshin the Giant, yep. you know, had the 64DD add-on Uh well, that was the N64. That was the N64, GameCube but the, yes. GameCube had the ports for the, 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 ports, yeah. the mm-hmm. broadband adapter. I had the Game Boy Advance player I got confused to it. Yeah, the GBA yep. yeah I got yeah. confused with Doshi the Giant yeah. because that game came to uh, Europe, it was and it was a port of the 64D. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a much better version of it, yeah. Yes. Wow, look. There's there that, it is. There's that large creature now. Doshi the Giant lets you stomp around uh, a huge island and terraform it, but there were also <laughs> tons of tiny little... Uh, civilians people tribesmen something i would run around under your feet underneath you uh and they worshipped you which i thought was very funny and the reason i bring this up was because this reminded me a lot of pikmin 
Mm, hear me out. Yeah. Pikmin, okay. when it first came out in 2001, uh, was one of the most insane games I'd ever heard of. And it was one of those things where it's like, you know, the other consoles were like, they're were, they were getting all these like big boy games and like shooters and stuff like that. And then Miyamoto was like, I had a, a dream when I was gardening. <laughs> that, little, that little ants could carry Duracell and, and yeah. other branded items through my yard. Um, and it was just weird. It's weird. It's just a very, very weird game. And I re I'm revisiting it on Switch. I, I immediately jumped in after the Direct last week and started playing it again. And it's amazing that this is a franchise that has lasted this long because it is so insane and absurd. And it takes like some of the... Uh, kind of high level concepts of uh real-time strategy games mm -hmm. a little bit of tower defense too and kit bashes them into this very cutesy action game yep. so pikmin one where where were you all when this game came out pair let's start with you because i i feel like you were you were reviewing it or something right <laughs> I, I don't actually <laughs> i don't think so i i think i was already running 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 ign's content team so we had folks on the gamecube team like uh you know Casmasina and Bozon and right. Greg probably was working there um covering it I remember when it was announced I think it was at E3 right yeah and uh at, at first we we're like really like Pikmin that sounds a lot like Pokemon and uh -huh. then Olimar that's just reversed Mario in Japanese <laughs> like are we running out of ideas and then we saw the game and the game is completely different from anything that done and you have to remember like the real time strategy genre was still hopping back then right yeah. like mm -hmm. people gathered by the tens of thousands uh, watching Starcraft tournaments mm -hmm. oh Starcraft yeah Warcraft, <laughs> Warcraft 3 was Warcraft 3 was big around that time as well S somebody should buy that blizzard and make a new Starcraft um, <laughs> yeah, they're working on it that's why we couldn't get half the people on the show this <laughs> right. that's right but like so so RTSs were big, but consoles always struggled with them. StarCraft 64, actually, I thought was the closest thing that anybody had gotten yes. to getting the controls right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Nintendo is like, oh, here's an action game, but it's really a real-time strategy game. We're like, oh, that's not going to end well. And then it played wonderfully. Mm -hmm. And we were really surprised. And then, of course, everybody started to get obsessed with their ability to realistically render fruit and little little trinkets like yes. everything you collect in the pikmin games is always ridiculously detailed for some reason it, it is and i think that that's what's that's nintendo's interesting approach to uh, genres right is they take something and they figure out a way to make it feel toyetic and they add something to it that's other than um destructive and i think that a lot of rts games are like destroy the other team kill the other team and like pikmin has a lot of death the pikmin die a lot right there's a, there's a so replaying pikmin one that noise it was stuck in my head for like three whole days when you're walking along like a, a the riverbed and one of the red pikmin just falls in the water um <laughs> <laughs> but like the fact that this was a game where it was not just about killing and destruction, but also about building your ship and collecting stuff around the world, collecting fruits and, and batteries and, and treasures, toys, trinkets. Yeah. And, um, it, yeah. And, and so I, I don't know. I, I think that like, if you pitch this to somebody, they would think you were insane. And this is the kind of game that only Nintendo and Miyamoto could get away with. Like, yeah, yeah, there's so many clever ideas. The fact that you are on the ground, right? They, they. I think Nintendo looked at real-time strategy game, games and said, "Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not fun to be a ridicule. Like, it's not yeah. fun to be a cursor. Mm -hmm. And so, put the hero on the field, and he has to run around and control all the units. And then, you know, obviously, it took a long time to figure out how to make those controls work. And like, when we talk a little bit more about Pikmin Four, it feels like. They now got to a point where they made it so snappy. And mm -hmm. like, it's, it, oh, yeah. Going back to Pikmin 1 is kind of odd now because the pathfinding is bad. The Pikmin constantly get stuck on stuff. Like, they're like constantly falling off of bridges and getting eaten. And you'll all this. throw a Pikmin at a flower to collect it and it just lands. It goes, mm -hmm. and just looks around, doesn't do anything, right? Like, there are all these issues that are obvious now. But back then, it was like, man, this is like an action game. Yeah. It has this sort of real time strategy stuff built in uh seth where where were you when like when pikmin first happened like were you like oh i'm all in or were you like uh, uh i don't know about this funny that you mentioned that it was 2001 right is when the, uh, the mm -hmm. original came out yeah yeah so i would have been 24 years old and i actually did not have a gamecube until 2005 
because I was like, that's for babies. Oh. I want to play PlayStation 2, to watch DVDs, yep. smoke cigarettes, <laughs> and go hang out with all my homies at the keg parties. Yeah, I was pretty obnoxious. I figured, so, you, were no. playing, <laughs> I figured you were playing Flight Simulator 2001 or something like that. I was not because I was also, I was even more obnoxious because I was a Macintosh guy. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you were playing StarCraft. Seth, you, Seth, you have come. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Seth, you've come so far in these years. Thank you. I've grown yeah. a lot as a, my Pikmin journey, and we'll get to it, but my Pikmin journey begins at Pikmin 3, and I have lots of things, of wonderful things. But yeah, I was uh, I was pretty cliche. I'm pretty sure I owned a copy of uh, $3 Bill, y'all, which was Limp Bizkit's first album. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit. <laughs> That's the kind of guy who was not playing Pikmin 1 in 2001. Dang. So, Jada, what about you? Um Ooh, 2001. Were you weirded out by it from the jump like many of us were? No, I, so I am being the youngest person on the cast uh -huh. um, by a several millennia. 30 years. Um, <laughs> several millennia. Several millennia. I'm Very the youngest. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so I picked, I played Pikmin 1 for the first time at a friend's place. Uh, at a first my, birthday party. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yes, it was his, it was my friend Mark's fourth birthday. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> No, um, <laughs> no, it was our freshman year of high school. And so like me and him, we, we hit it off. We like, we like instantly like connected about playing games and stuff together. He introduced me to smash brothers, Mario Kart. Like I, I was a big 64, uh, person. So like I played Mario Kart there, but like smash, no, actually I played smash 64. I take that back. He introduced me to smash to melee and stuff like that. Cause he was the only person that I knew had the GameCube because yep. I had also saved up that summer for the PS2 because I was very, I was like, I want to play Jack and Daxter and all these other, and the bouncer and all and these DVDs. And DVDs. DVDs. Yeah. Um, but he had uh, a GameCube. So anytime I got, I went over there, we'd hang out and we'd play smash for a bit, play Mario Kart. Um, and then, uh, we would alternate on pikmin because pikmin one wasn't co-op so we would alternate turns for that um and i fell in love with the series and after that i picked them up picked up all the rest of the pikmin i picked all my pikmin's you picked because i picked them um that's awesome like I, I i think that there's like again like i think it's fascinating that this that this series like stuck with people because it's so weird it is very weird it yeah. like it's just it was unlike anything else and so like and that's what i love i love People like anytime we were, you know, we're coming up, we're in the middle of event season and people are always asking me in chat when I'm monitoring chat, like, hey, what are you looking forward to? My answer is I'm always looking to be surprised. Yeah. I want to be surprised. I don't like, yes, I want to see these big things, but I want to see something I've never seen before. Yeah. That is the best type of thing that they can show at these conferences. And and Pikmin nailed that. I remember, so I was living in New York City when this game came out and I had, I was very broke, but I was doing the thing that broke gamers do which is you buy a game you play it like crazy and then you trade it in and you buy the next mm -hmm. game so my library was very very tiny uh there was a couple like pantry staples like you know smash brothers had to be in there there's <laughs> like, a few things you never you never traded in. animal crossing yeah. and gamecube was not trading that one in but uh pikmin was one of those games where i was like do i trade in like two or three games to get pikmin i don't get it like it, it's but it's it's the it's a brand new first party Nintendo game from Miyamoto. That dude has never let me down yet mm. because Wii Music hadn't come out. And so I, <laughs> so, so I, I remember going to GameStop in Midtown Manhattan and trading in a bunch of crap and getting, uh, or at the time, probably like 10 classic Nintendo 64 games yeah. and getting like one GameCube game with the money. Wait, did you did you go to the one? What what street was that one on? So, you, it wasn't yours. It wasn't mine. No, you you went you worked at a GameStop on a different coast. <laughs> I've explained this to you. <laughs> There's no there was no time portal in Midtown Manhattan that led to where, where were you? It's I was in California. Yeah, in California. They're so close to each other, Brian. Yeah, right next to each other. They're so sure. close. It's like a uh, Pac-Man rules, right? Yeah, where you exactly. go through one side, just pop out on the exactly. other. Exactly. So um, now you're getting it. <laughs> And I remember bringing Pikmin home and starting it out and being like, oh, man, I don't know. Did I make a mistake here? <laughs> and you start walking around the first area. And all of this came back to me, all of this, uh, replaying the game uh, just on Switch recently. And the first time you get a Pikmin for the first time in that game, and it just zooms in on this, like, horrible low-res low little creature. And it goes, dur, 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 
and I was like, oh, I screwed up. I screwed up. There's no, there's no, I, and I can't get my money back. Like it just hits totally horribly off key. And I was like, I remember my roommate at the time was like, God, oh, just, you know, it's, it's, it's late. We can't sell it in the traded in. Let's just keep playing. And I remember staying up to like three o'clock in the morning being like, this game is incredible. Oh my God. It's incredibly violent. And you can throw like 60 of one color and 40 of another color. And the, the, the blue ones can swim and the red ones love fire. And the yellow ones can throw bombs, but sometimes they kill themselves. Um, and then there's like this familiar world that feels like a guy's yard, but there's also aliens in it. And you're like, what is what is happening here? It's so deceptively cute, right? Yep. It's like it starts out and the title screen is like, chaka, chaka, chaka. <laughs> it's like, bang, 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 bang. Sounds like awful, like mouth harp music. Yep. And, and then you play it. And it's got these awful bug creatures. Like some mm -hmm. of the bosses are freaking hideous, like oh, slugs. Yeah, or things. like a bird's head pops up from underground. And, or and like... then if you're an idiot and you don't play well, you can lose like 30 of your army. Oh and God. like you will genuinely feel bad because that first impression of that stupid looking Pikmin like stays with you. There's wait, a wait, 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 wait. You don't you're not supposed to feed the Pikmin to the birds? Oh my god. Like no, the no, birds, no. birds are the worms. The birds are, I mean, it's part of the food chain. You've got to feed that food chain so the birds can then eat other they things can eat and something eat other else. things it's, and the scream <laughs> when the bird picks one of the pikmin is only surpassed by the keys in the legend of zelda oh god the yeah key screams are the best like i want to meet the person who did that well the even the entire <laughs> uh like the day night cycle in this game right where it starts out as morning and by nighttime and it goes like and they start you're like oh my god everybody get in the, get, in, get in the onions get in the onions you go over there you go over there and then like you're like all right everybody good is everybody on the school bus we're going home now and then as you look in the corner and there's one that's just like Big man. and then it <laughs> that you just, you blast off and you see one of those ballboids or whatever yeah. run out and just yep, go like blah, 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 blah. Oh. it's so horrible it's so it is horrible bleak. it is terrible oh my god i love seeing it though but it is terrible i do love seeing it no. too i'll start a mission over again if i leave a pikmin behind not yeah. really? so horrible. not in four yeah. i think i i think the only time i've ever like restarted a day in all the pikmins if i lose like 20 to 50 yeah. then i'll restart but if anything one. under anything under 20 that's that's acceptable losses oh, jada i terms. i have a I, playing pikmin one again i've hit the home button so many times after a massacre and just been like nope nobody saw that we're gonna exit out the game we're gonna start back <laughs> over and then i realized when you hit select i believe it's select or start in this game there's like three options and it's like one of them is like quit and the other is load a previous save. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have that hard coded into a lot of Nintendo games where they're just like, oops, did you accidentally do a massacre? Well, just hit this <laughs> button. You can go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think do, the only the other, rewind now. I think the only series that uh, shares that technically or usually is Fire Emblem. Yeah, yeah. Fire Emblem. Now Ooh. it's funny playing the GBA version is out on Nintendo online mm. right now. And uh, so it's funny. It doesn't have, those, have features. those features. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, also available on Nintendo Switch right now is Pikmin 2, which launched three years after after the original also on gamecube uh the only platform that got two pikmin games in a row which i didn't know a lot about like sales data and stuff at the time i i couldn't i had no idea how well things were going for nintendo at the time seemed like they weren't winning i knew that oh. right <laughs> no the gamecube where they, yeah. they were trying to go toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe on the technology level with the other guys and the gamecube is a really good system super powerful caveat yeah. that the discs yeah. held less data and, yeah and were more expensive for third parties to i know support. but man it had a handle so you could take it anywhere it yeah. did it sold it sold comparatively well to the xbox at the time mm -hmm. but the ps2 just you know was on Bounced i mean it. whole yeah. other I mean, level. The, yeah. that was a generation that was the rpg generation yes. like, it was like we were eating good yeah but, the, but yeah. there were some like the the system had some hooks that the others uh couldn't do like for for example uh it could do three two pull down a 480p displays yep. really mm -hmm. early on yeah. games went widescreen much earlier on the gamecube mm -hmm. than on competing consoles so it was, bird it was surprisingly yeah, like wireless yeah. control yeah, one of the yeah, best yeah, yeah. controllers ahead, ever made it was ahead of the curve but it was just like they they didn't court that sort of third-party relationship stuff and yeah it was unusual i did not expect pikmin to get a sequel Me me neither. GameCube. Me neither. Because I was like, is I, was I the only guy that bought this? Like, but apparently enough people did to justify a sequel. <laughs> yep. Well, now, I mean, the Switch is Pikmin. Pikmin 3 was a big success on the Switch, too. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, like the re-releases, I bet, will do pretty well, too. I agree. Yeah. 
So, uh, like I said, Pikmin 2 launched uh, 2004 on the GameCube. It added uh, purple Pikmin mm -hmm. and white Pikmin, which um, had, they all have, you know, different sort of weird elemental abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, the purple ones were like heavy and the white ones were subterranean. And which, poisonous. And poisonous, which added to uh, this new thing they added in this game, which was like underground areas. This one felt like a big meaty sequel mm -hmm. like this there was a lot to do here you weren't just limited to just like a couple of areas in a couple of days like this this was a big huge sequel and i i played this one this was the one where i was like i have no there's no hesitation buying this game i'm mm -hmm. i'm gonna enjoy the heck out of this and i did people it's were divisive on the caves when it first came out mm -hmm. i remember that because like the caves were a solution to people saying the first game was too stressful because it was not just on a day timer it was on a timer for your quest yeah like, mm -hmm. the campaign had an end and if you didn't finish it by the time it's like all right game you got over, you right? could get a bad ending yeah this one this one didn't do that and so the caves were like this place where time doesn't pass and so you could take your time and just mess around for a long time and the the new one balances it two ways now right mm -hmm. yep. yep uh okay and then then we had to wait a very, very long time because Pikmin 3 didn't launch until 2013. And that was on the Nintendo Wii U. Uh, in between that, I believe we got Pikmin 1 and 2 ported to Wii. Yeah, the new play control. Yeah, new uh, play yes. control yeah. Pikmin. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Still no Remember new play control, Seth? <laughs> I forgot. I, I forgot that was the thing. That the was the label, yeah. Control. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. the GameCube and the Wii shared obviously a lot of DNA, and the we always said that the Wii is like one and a half GameCubes stuck yeah. together from a technology <laughs> perspective, and so it was it was still the same resolution, but the controls were actually better. It was much easier to pinpoint mm -hmm. at the nice sort mm -hmm. of kind of like motion control for tossing stuff or or the rush actually, and yeah, yeah. But uh, Pikmin Three was incredible, and I'm not just saying that as somebody who helped host this show during the dark ages of the Nintendo Wii U, where we didn't have a ton to talk about. <laughs> But oh. God, I loved this game. They added so much cool stuff. Uh, they added uh, Rock Pikmin. There was split-screen multiplayer. There was uh, difficulty modes. There was uh, that weird uh, juice system <laughs> where you can... Oh. And Louis making well, off Louis. with all the juice, man. Yeah, Louis like, traumatized. Kind of I, don't, I don't like Louis. Storyline. No, he always works for the enemy, man. But yeah, some of the, um, some of the environments and bosses in this game are gorgeous yeah. and like mm -hmm. just really really huge and expansive and what i really liked about this one um which it seems like four is going in that direction too was they took uh the sort of multi multiple character approach and really leaned into it yeah so you could send characters in different directions and have everybody working on different projects at the same time and kind of like uh you know pie in the sky view micromanage them switch between two characters and be like all right Brittany, you're over there you're getting strawberries louie you're over here you're doing this olimar you're over over here grabbing this um really really awesome game so how did how did we all feel about pikmin 3 when it came out i i mean you kind of hit it on the head there being able to like multitask and split and set like literally ping on a map hey go here take this squad and go do this like it's so smart it was such a smart addition for the formula and giving you new ways to just strategize your whole plan for the whole day because yeah. there's so many things to do in each level of pikmin 3 it's in you're like there was no time limit for like finishing in time, but you still had to be efficient enough to where you're grabbing enough fruits to juice at the end of the day right. to, for your reserves. I don't know whatever hap happens if you run out of juice. That never happened to me. But no, me neither. I don't. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> dare find out. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't dare. Um, but yeah, like I really, I really love that the the rock Pikmin were great. Um, great additions here. Yeah. Um, like just a lot, really cool stuff. The controls felt really good too. And oh, this level. Um, I remember it like getting to send like the yellow ones towards the electric gates and the rock Pik Pikmin mm -hmm. break the big ice sculpture. And then Red are over here fighting a bunch of people because they're the warriors. And then, you know, half of them get distracted because they're all drug addicts and they got to drink the nectar <laughs> on the ground and pull the leaves out and all this stuff. Um, it, it was also really, really, really good looking. This was the first HD, like mm. truly HD Pikmin we got um, on running on the Wii U. I think it had, uh, you could play the entire game on the gamepad too, which was you know, if you were sitting three feet from your TV and you had, had it plugged in. You know what? There's that was awesome for yeah. the navigation. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they, did it not release with touch support for the gamepad? That's something that they patched in later. I or think they patched, because I remember being like, oh, this will be perfect for like stylus controls. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they were there at launch. Yeah. Which um, is. <laughs> 
This is sort of an era. oral history of Pikmin. So if yeah. if we're incorrect, let us know in the comments. Uh, well, they will. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean this like we and IGN give it a nine, and again like that was 2013, and then uh, there was Hey Pikmin. And Pikmin Bloom. And that's all. Oh, hey. Pikmin Bloom. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Pikmin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pikmin Bloom. Hey, yep. Pikmin was a side-scrolling uh, Pikmin game that came to the 3DS. Yeah. That just did not translate. That's one I didn't me. even bother with. It just didn't what? seem like it was going to translate well. So mm -hmm. I just I was like, eh, I'm sorry, Nintendo. I'm going to have to skip on this one. I, I love the idea of like a, a Pikmin platforming game. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think that there's... You know that well is totally dry. I think there there's something there. It just didn't. It just didn't really gel for me. It's just not very good. Yeah. I, and people people had said, "Oh, this isn't coming together." And I I still got it, started it, and said, "How bad could it be?" And I'm like, I was just not motivated. I didn't finish it. I didn't play through it. It was interesting. Uh, you know, it, as you can see, if you're watching this, you can see it uses both screens to produce height. So and you I really have this like that concept of height, which is nice because you're throwing the Pikmin through the air, right? So there's some really good design ideas, but it's just kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, when that's the worst thing a 2D platformer can be. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we got Hey Pikmin a couple or, or Pikmin Bloom a couple years ago, which was uh, Niantic's kind of Pokemon Go esque. Mm -hmm uh cold just like a little, it's just like a little walk around just yeah it's just like it's like a you I know liked it it's cool i used it all the time it was it's really cool when you go on vacation you're like on mm -hmm. hawaii and like it's it's all uh uh you know it, tropical you, you where no yeah and you know you see it's it's the sort of um the rewards you get from like cafes and things yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. you get pikmin who are like have like a bread ha uh, ha hat or something i mean i was at uh jeff keely's summer games fest just a few weeks ago there was a little stand for it there yep. like it's 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 getting updates there's a there's a reward screen a qr yep. code when yep. you launch pikmin 4 demo saying like you can unlock stuff in in this game so uh i have oh, you cool. know i have no experience at this game it looks adorable but apparently people are still playing it and so power to you in yeah. japan it was it was much bigger than here and the the problem with with pikmin bloom was the pandemic happened so all travel right. ceased, right mm -hmm. and it was a game really designed to let you like when you get away from your home that's when it comes to life you want to you know you want to be in other areas and leave your footprints and and you know every plant everybody flowers like, you, you and all that flowers stuff. Yep. everywhere and like that none of that happened during the pandemic and so that really hurt it but it also didn't have this sort of central conflict um, that uh, Pokemon, Pokemon did, did yeah. where you're competing for, you know, a flower or something like that. Yep, it, the it gyms very, and stuff like that. It was like yeah. happy, happy peace and flowers. And like, so it was missing that sort of edge. But mm -hmm. I probably would have probably done really well in the 80s. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. On, I don't know on what phones. But <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, Motorola yeah, brick. the Zach Morris car phone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Driving around, you know, cutting class, calling Pikmin. Blackberries. Uh, sure. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, that's the Pikmin series. We are getting Pikmin 4 in less than a month. I'm incredibly excited for it. Jada, you're reviewing it. The demo's out now. Mm -hmm. Go play Pikmin. Go celebrate Pikmin. All four Pikmin games that people care about are on nintendo switch right now how cool yep. is that yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible there's very few franchises for out of any console where all the games for that franchise is on that one is console true. yep so i, I will say we're getting a physical release of one and two uh in november which will undoubtedly be a collector's item yep. so yeah that's mm -hmm. right yeah. is it november or was it september what did i read oh might it's one of those ember games. Uh, it's, it's an ember game. Yep. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's it's going to be funny though. Like people, if you play Pikmin Four and just obviously we played the demo, it's very fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fast and snappy. The viewpoint is lower to the ground, so it feels more active. And so when you go back to Pikmin One, it'll feel very slow. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. despite Pikmin Four being like the onboarding is very talky and has yes. a lot of systems. Yeah. It is yes. very talky, very dialogy, um, very tutorially. Yeah. Um, in the Pikmin demo, like I was just like, oh, I want to get through this. Like, but I was like, also, I want to know what's going on because this is going to transfer to my full thing. So I'm mm -hmm. giving you a head start. Um, I, I think the world though is gorgeous. I think it's the best Pikmin's ever looked. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. just the 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 foliage pair you were talking about earlier. Like, look at the soil. Like it's it's it, it's so detailed now. It's great. I love the the music. Also, the music 
is great does so much heavy lifting for this yeah like, starts off it like, sounds like tears of the kingdom at first with like a piano the, score just, yeah the just game. sitting yeah. on the the opening <laughs> screen the the start screen before you press start and it's just like dun, 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 you go you go in somebody's dun, dun. kitchen their house which yeah. i i don't know where they are i can't wait till i get to their bathroom they went out for groceries they all did. they died many years ago there's no way of knowing really no they're all dead Mm. okay anyway they're all dead from there we'll uh transition to our next topic i don't know how to get out of that <laughs> everybody's dead this year i decided i actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals so i subscribed to a service that streams all of the nhl to your television uh the boston bruins home opener i went to watch it and boom blackout restrictions apply which i thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with like Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there if you want to get the best discount off your nord vpn plan go to nordvpn.com slash nintendo vc that's nordvpn.com slash nintendo vc victor charlie uh that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan there is no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee that's nice of them and i appreciate that Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I wanted to, um, first of all, apologize real quickly because last week on the show, I, uh, saw New Super Mario Brothers Wonder and I had, uh, three reactions. One was, all right, this kind of looks like, or not New Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Super Mario Bros or Super Mario Wonder. What's the name of this game? Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, Brothers Super Wonder. Mario Brothers Wonder. There's no it's new in there. Together with the brothers. You work together with the brothers. It's a wonder. And it's a wonder. Um, and, You'll be hooked on the brothers. Yes, you get hooked on the brothers. So I <laughs> I thought watching uh, the reveal of this game uh, on a tiny TV eight feet away from me in this studio at 6.30 in the morning that it looked a little similar to the new Super Mario Brothers series. And I still think it does a tiny bit, mm -hmm. but like really digging in and sitting down or watching it on my TV at home and like re-watching this trailer several times, I was like, oh, this is doing so much different and artistically it is so magical and so special and is really digging into like some of the um the original sort of like almost chibi kind of funky looking uh concept art and promotional art around the old school mario games and i love that so much so yeah 
those are the three things. Number one, sorry that I thought this said uh, this was too much like New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, number two, I'm sorry I wasn't as hot on this game because I'm very hot on it now. And number three, I'm sorry I was disgusted by that elephant power-up, which looked like Cronenbergian <laughs> body <laughs> horror. Mario is going to be the goat. I like him. Goat Mario. Goat Mario? Oh, we need Goat Mario. We That's need, what we need. In a can. We need That's goat how he Mario. powers up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think I, I love Wonder. I love the art style. You know, it's like looking at it now, it gives me a kind of that feeling of that Super Mario World glow up yeah. that we got. Yeah. Um, back in the SNES. Like, I feel like it's getting, it's taking that, it's giving that new style, that, 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 that just flavor. You know what? I didn't Great. put that together, but there's a lot of Super Mario World DNA in this. Yes. Like this feels this feels like it's it sort of went back to that well. Um especially seeing the charge and chucks in there and like uh in in that, you know, in new in a Super Mario World like riding on those dolphins for the very first mm -hmm. time. Um that's the first one of those games that did anything like that and you know, now now it's back here. Um and so like yeah, I really can't wait for this game. There's a there's you know, we don't have to wait a ton of time for for it, which was one of my favorite things about that direct is pretty much everything in there. They were like, Hey, you're going to get to play this within the next couple months. Like, yep. It's yeah. And, and, uh, you, Brian, you don't have to uh, apologize for, uh, no, not, he, he not falling apologize. out of your chair over a 2d game based on an ancient franchise that, you know, reuses obviously a lot of the concepts, mm -hmm. but like, no, I demanded he apologize and I'm glad he did. Okay, yeah. good, good. There we go. But um, if you rewatch the footage deliberately and look at the backgrounds, because that's <laughs> one of my big disappointments was New Super Mario Brothers felt so safe and so yes. sterile. There was this one level that looked like Vincent van Gogh paintings. And I'm like, why not like this? Give yeah. me like a, a Seurat level and a Picasso level and a Van Gogh level and all of that. And, and it only did that once and came alive for me like that. But if you look at the backgrounds in this game, they look really cool. They're all impossible. They're all very MC Escher, like the way the stuff fits together, it doesn't make sense. There's like floating cubes and stuff. And they're all like windswept and have like cool yep. lighting. Look at that. Like it's got God rays yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I've been to that forest. Yeah. Very cool. I'm into that forest. Yeah, I mean, cool. uh, that's that's exactly what sets it apart for me too. But there's also like, I think the thing is the new Super Mario Brothers franchise, and I want to talk about that series in a, in a minute, um, had like a lot of really brilliant, level design ideas structurally mm -hmm. especially towards the latter third you know the, the the last third of all of those games is when i feel like they were like okay are all, are all the all the noobs are gone all the kids are asleep <laughs> cool here's the tough levels here's the really crazy stuff but artistically and visually it still looked you know aesthetically identical to all of the other games in the franchise and now i think it's safe to say that the new super mario brothers series is over Right, it's done. Are we? We're all yeah, good on that. Yeah, it's right? no longer new. Did everyone get enough of those games? <laughs> I could take another. You can take another. I could take another. No, I'm cool with this. But I'm. I, but I'm much more inclined to play Wonder than another new what? Super Mario Brothers. What I like about Wonder is like it. It's it's like a marriage between World and Yoshi's Island. Like yes. it has all this sort of mm. like rolly touch, fuzzy, get dizzy. All this sort of like kind of deformation and like craziness of that game but then a, a more vibrant art style like the mario games yeah and so i the thing is i i saw a lot of uh you know um backlash against the new super mario brothers series on social media since this game was released yeah, because really good you know we we have a tendency to be like this is the new hot thing the old thing's dead we don't like it anymore but then sometimes you know 10 years from now a new generation of people will be like, the new Super Mario Brothers series is the perfect way to play Mario. It's what I grew up with, you know, in the same way that like, I don't know, we had a retcon Attack of the Clones to be the best Star Wars movie because people were 20 at the time or eight at the time when it came out and now they're older. No disrespect to the prequels fans, but yeah, the speed run through the well, new I'll Super Mario Brothers. Seth will do it. How dare you? I want to speed run through I the will. new Super Mario Brothers series real quick. Uh, first launched on Nintendo DS in 2006. I thought that when this first came out, it was like revelatory. I thought it was like really, really awesome because we hadn't gotten a yeah. 2D Mario game in ages. Let alone one for handheld. The, the ones we had gotten for handhelds leading up to this were ports of the SNES mm -hmm. uh, remake versions of the NES games. Mm -hmm. And Super Mario 64. Like and 60 Mario 64 DS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
So the hand that 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 was your handheld games. Uh, before that, the original handheld Mario games were uh, Super Mario Land, which is weird as hell, and, and I love it. And Super Mario Land <laughs> Two, Six Golden Coins, which is awesome, and I love that game too. Um, and so the GBA launched, and we got uh, Super Mario Advance One, Super Mario Brothers Two. Yep. Yep. Okay. Rolls off the tongue. And then I think it was like Super Mario Advance. Two, two Super Mario Brothers three or Super Mario World. I think it was World was was World like, two. I think World was two, and then Mario three was Advance three. If I right. remember correctly, it was and, very confusing. And they're all they're all ports. Yeah, right. And so when they announced new Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo DS, I was like, we are getting a brand new two D Mario game in a completely new art style, and the the you know the flowers go ba ba and stuff like that. And I was like, <laughs> Koopa strike a pose. And I was like, that was amazing. And then three years later, we got New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii, which added four-player multiplayer, mm -hmm. which was like, I don't know if you guys played that local couch co-op at the time. Oh, yeah. That was With incredible. Yeah. 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 And I remember at the time, there was a lot of backlash, a lot from a lot of like uh, game journalists and stuff like that. And some people in the audience were just like, I hate this art style. I don't like it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't mind it. Like, I, it's 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 totally fine for me. It really, it, it was our family game. Like, we played it with yeah. four people yeah. and... Same. It was frustrating because because there's collision and you would jump off, off somebody's, somebody's head, head. and mm -hmm. kill them by accident, right? But but also the bubble mechanic was so freaking smart that you yeah. could save oh, yes. yourself. Um, or when if your kids couldn't make a certain portion of the level, they could just bubble and. Yep. Does anybody you. know That's what they say in the bubbles? Because like I, I was playing it the other day just to kind of recap, and it sounds like like one of them is like you're killing me. <laughs> like it's, it's just terrifying okay so yeah. oh you, seth seth was gonna say something no say something seth well i was just gonna say that in my house during that game when we would be playing four players and the kids would be like the last ones left oh my god or like second to last we, the the catchphrase in my house was bubble up bubble up bubble up because we'd be like screaming at them to yeah. just shake their controllers so they would go into the bubbles and we wouldn't like have to start the level oh yeah again. bubble up bubble up bubble, bubble up and you yeah yeah the 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 worst moment was when you had two people and you're like we're both going for this last jump and you're both, both they don't they, both bubble and then yeah. it just yeah. came over like there was so much unintentional or so intentional good. comedy in these games also like trying to get all three coins in every level out of mm -hmm. that extra oh, yeah. meta thing that was just like so it was it would make things so much more challenging and so much more fun or trying to keep like if you ever tried to keep four players alive at the end of the like the end of the entire game, I remember having four people. Mm. Um, and I also, I have a, I have a lot of nostalgia for this game on a personal level because uh, 2009 is when I started at IGN. Mm -hmm. And so I remember coming here and playing uh, this game with, at the time, uh, Ryan Scott and Anthony Gallegos. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh. And uh, <laughs> Super Mario's here. And um <laughs> <laughs> playing that beating this game with them all the way to the end and think it was just like the most fun i ever had so here's when the wheels fell off the car we can pinpoint it it was a specific year uh Super, new Super Mario Brothers 2 came to the Nintendo 3DS in 2012, which was the same year New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, sorry, the New Super Brothers Wii U, the flagship first party Nintendo game that was not Nintendo Land for their daring new system, the Wii U, Smash Hit console, uh, mm. also came out in 2012, right? Mm. So that's two in a row. Then we got in 2013. New Super Luigi U. Yep. It was the year of Luigi. Yeah. Year of Luigi. Financially, their, um, their worst year ever. <laughs> so and, sad. Um, I bring that up every we'll time because it's we'll so funny. We'll never get another like themed year because of no. that. <laughs> not Luigi ruined it for everybody. And I'm not so sad. I know. If we, if we, if they have like a, a year of Waluigi, like we're going to have, there's going to be locusts or something. Like, <laughs> 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 um, so those were three games in like a year, a year and a half window. And I think that's when people were like, all right, that's enough. Wrap it up. Okay. We're good. We're good. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, shortly after that, you know, we got super Mario maker, which sort of had the new super Mario brothers style. Yep. We got super Mario run, which had the new super Mario brothers style. We got Mario maker two, 
which had the New Super Mario Brothers style, plus several others, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we got New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which was a port of the old ones. So that's uh, basically six games or eight games, mm -hmm. nine games almost, with the same exact art style within be between 2006 and 2019. And the only one that kind of we got in that time frame that was different was Super Mario 3D Land. Yeah. It was the only one. And that yeah. was that was one of the ones I loved. I loved 3D Land. Yeah. But we got 3D Land and 3D World. And yes. that was like, okay, fine. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. But, they don't, I mean, think about the Zelda series by comparison, how many times it changed its art style and yeah. its direction, right? Like it even went with mm. Four Swords, went back to the Link to the Past style. It did Wind Waker with Cell Shade. Yep. Mm -hmm. Did the more kind of gritty, faded colors with Twilight Princess. So it constantly reinvented itself. And in the beginning, Mario was like that, right? Like Yoshi, Yoshi's Island looks very different. It's all pastel. Yeah. It's got little shader lines on it. Then comes Paper Mario. Everything is flat and it looks hand-drawn and stuff. And then, yeah, for many, many years, it was just that's a, new Super Mario Brothers style over and over. That's a really interesting parallel because I was thinking about that um, over the... There was some discourse about Wind Waker recently um, and how awesome it is, of course. But how Best. that uh, that Toon Link like, was... It started out like very... There was a lot of backlash against that character at first because oh, yeah. people wanted like the very realistic, well, greedy, mature. Well, because Zelda. we didn't we before Wind Waker dropped, we got that like oh, that we Space got, World oh, yeah. Ganon got that demo and it was like that realist. Everybody was like, yes, yep. that's what Zelda yep. needs to be. And then we got yep. Wind Waker and people were like, no, it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it happened with Skyward. And I, yeah, and I, but I freaking, I saw Wind Waker and I was like. Me too. This is. I lost it. My I Zelda. Like, this is awesome. I was like, look at his eyes. Like, he's so expressive. Like, yep. oh my goodness. Like, but so we went from Toon Link for people being like, I don't like this character design. I hate this. This is not my not my Zelda or whatever. And then Toon Link showed up in like seven. Zelda is actually the princess. Yeah. That's not my Link. Is Zelda's the boy, the boy hero, right? Zelda, Zelda, Zelda's sometimes the boy hero. Sometimes Zelda's the girl hero. Yeah. It just depends on the game. Either way, they called, they called, it, <laughs> they called it Zelda with a C. Like, Zelda. Because they wanted to sell it. They wanted to sell it. Got him. Yeah, they, yes. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, like that, that's, it, that was the only time we saw like that same art style of Link show up in mm -hmm. several games in a row, but also between all that, we got so many other different games too. Like we got Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. Minish and, like, Cap. And Minish, yeah. Yeah. And so it was kind of odd for Nintendo to lock into one style for their 2D side of things. You know, keep mm -hmm. in mind at the same time they were doing galaxies and yeah. odysseys and, mm. uh, you know, 3D world. So they they were showing that they were. Uh, there was creativity coming out on the 3D side like crazy but the 2D side was like oh, alright another one huh? works. we're and, gonna do it and I think when they launched the the Wii U launch game New Super Mario Brothers U that's when I was like what what's going on with this console mm -hmm. like yeah. what's the plan here because like this is this is missing that oomph of like brand new Nintendo system is here I know exactly what it does and who it's for. Uh, and these are the flagship launch titles. They're first party. You can only experience them here. And I was kind of like, this This feels like an HD version of, of the Wii game. Obviously, it had new levels and stuff like that yeah. and new ideas, but... No, but that, I had that same opinion. That's why I kind of skipped on it. Thankfully, I had, you know, my group of friends throughout high school and college, like we all kind of divvied up what games we were buying and like whoever's house, like we had one house we used to play at. So he bought all the party games and then like other of us people would buy this, the more single player stuff and we would rotate between us. Yep. It was a good strategy when, you know, we were broke what college an organized students. group of friends. We were very organized. We, had, you know, it was great. We also like, I also loved because uh, it was at my buddy Art's house, like his mom, like she would cook us dinner every night so like it was great so like we'd go over and we'd have dinner and it was I, I had I had a great group of friends in high school and college. Unfortunately, we've all grown up and drifted apart. Um, but you know, hey, maybe uh, online we can fix that eventually in the future. Well, with New Super Mario Brothers Wonder, you can play four players. I'll wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, like it's um, I forget where I was going. The gang I totally, back together. Yeah, the you elephants. Know, yes, the elephants and the goats. They all need to come back together. But yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where. The, with the Wii U, I'm back on track. I figured out where where I derailed. Um, the Wii, the Wii, like the Wii U did. Um, it was there was. I loved my Wii U. I loved it. Um, but like it just, it really was like you said. It was lacking that oomph of the new titles, the big titles that were exclusive to the Wii U. Minus like, like I loved Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land, I think was like one of fun. like yeah. I think it's one of their Super good. best things. Like. It's really good. It's still really good. It's a yeah. wonderful party game. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you can't get Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 and then not. 
yeah, yeah. Three, or yeah. something, you know, like an Odyssey or a Sunshine on that machine. So I mean, it, it was an odd time. I remember bringing my Wii U home mm -hmm. and setting it up. And I was living in a very, very tiny one bedroom apartment in San Francisco at the time. And I was like, didn't even have any windows. Yeah. No windows, no doors. Um, it was like the Sims. It, it was Phase built, shift. It was built around yeah. Brian. Like, yeah. Like a psycho on the Sims just dropped me. I just peed myself. No, <laughs> we had windows and doors. It wasn't that bad. Um, but I remember plugging in my Wii U and being like, I turned to my wife and I was like, this is awesome. Cause like you can watch TV on the TV here and I can walk into the bedroom and I can play Wii U games on this tablet. Check it out. And I walked like six feet away down the hallway and it just started blinking. <laughs> and it was like, no, you're too far, dude. Like turn around. I was like, Oh, I, I guess I could sit on the floor by the bathroom. <laughs> that one that didn't bother me so much. It was more that like, even in hindsight, when you look back now, there's not a single game on the Wii U that is a series best ever, right? Like it's like every every machine, like you always feel like, okay, this new Mario game is the best Mario they've ever made, right? Or this new Zelda game is the best Zelda game yet, except for Wii U. With Wii U, it's like, no, it has good games, but it's uh, it's not the best Metroid game, or as a Metroid game. Um, I, to bring it back, Zelda. Uh, Pikmin was. We'll oh, see what happens with Pikmin go. 4. Okay. Yeah. Pikmin okay. 3 was the best is enough. the best Pikmin yeah. game. Okay. So so, so now far. so now I, the onus I, is on me to It's to, on you. It's on me to prove if Pear is correct or yeah, wrong. What do you got? What do you got? I don't know. I haven't I'm I'm I, I haven't will got say past Bayonetta the demo yet. 2 also. <laughs> Which one? Uh was on that the Wii U. Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. That's something Bayonetta 2 borrowed. counts. That's not so something. The, something borrowed. Counts. <laughs> well, uh They funded you know, it. Well, for you know, if we're going something borrowed, something blue that I played on there was Monster Hunter Try <laughs> like I loved Try on the Wii U because I was able to play that on my handheld and me and one of my friends, we would sit there literally in the same living room playing co-op together she would be plugged up playing on the tv i would be playing just on my screen because i didn't need a screen for it mm -hmm. and try is still to this day one of my favorite monster hunters like world is is number one but try on the wii u is number two for me i think for all my monster hunter games yep. one, one more mario kart 8 yeah oh there you go well, there it is. okay but that got you i mean mario kart it's like, the same with breath of the wild and stuff like that too but yeah. but like, some things are available I think on it's the a, switch and much okay but, but mario kart yeah, 8 was, was yeah was designed for the wii u yes that yes. was that was until the switch came along well there goes my theory and yeah. stole it yeah. <laughs> yeah that was the wii u had okay. a very special uh original mm -hmm. wholly owned Mario Kart game. Right, yeah, they accidentally put Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U and then they fixed it with this. <laughs> <laughs> it was an accidental launch. I'll give you that one, Brian. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, thank you to the Wii U. I don't know how we got here, but thank you once again to the Wii U for providing years of entertainment on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, Mario Kart 8. <laughs> um, I wanted to get to a couple question block uh, questions. We haven't done that segment in a long time, uh, but it's always fun to check in with the audience. Seth, you yes. asked the wonderful Hi. people who listen to NVC every single week and put up with us slandering things mm -hmm. like the Nintendo Wii U. No, we love the Wii U. We did that show for years I, with the Wii U. I always defend it when, we it, always when do. it comes up um, with a lot of caveats. <laughs> what, are the, what do the folks have to say this week? Well, uh, it's funny you should ask because I have them right here. Well, not in front of me. It's actually slightly. Are you playing left. Bad Dudes? Uh, yeah. The president's been kidnapped by ninjas. Are you kidding me? Why would I not? <laughs> He's got to save them. Yeah, that's true. Am I a bad enough dude? No, actually, that game, that game really sucks. That is one of the worst. <laughs> that is such a bad it's game. Not, um, it's, 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 it's up there it's with a... Altered Beast in terms of things that people love the first 20 seconds of, but everything after that is. People are like, remember Altered Beast Rise from Your Grave? Transform like, into this yeah. monster. Wise, and, no way. Yeah. and you have to play it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, now I'm thinking about how we're going to We're going to speed run anyway, through some questions uh, real quick. Question black. So at. Dalo Blast wants to know favorite ten hour or less title. And this is a, I actually went to howlongtobeat.com uh, to Ooh. check for some games that would fit this. Mm. And I'm going to say right now, basically Portal Two, you can finish that in less than ten hours, and that's Portal One as the, well. Yeah, both the portals, maybe the best under ten hour games of all time. But like all those old Nintendo games, I don't know about bad dudes, but like Mega Man Two, you can beat Mega, you can just yeah. sit down and beat Mega Man Two like after lunch and oh yeah still have a lot of time before dinner um, like um ducktales 
Legend of Zelda, I think, for the NES, you could beat in less the than two hours. The classics, for sure. But maybe. more yeah. recent years, maybe like Limbo, I think, it was a really Ooh, tight, awesome game yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. And then Nintendo's got some smaller games like the Box Boy titles. Box Boy, you can finish in a couple of hours, and they're always really, really good. Oh, man, I'm terrible with short games because I put so many hours into games. Like short, I, like short games just don't exist for me. Um, gosh, I don't know. Brian, do you have... I was th- So the first one that pops in my head every time this question comes up is South Park Stick of Truth, which okay. is weird. Oh, it's, really? That's over 10 hours. Don't it's, know. Yeah. No, it's, it's like just around 10 hours, oh, okay. and it's, really? it's a full-fledged like action RPG, Paper Mario style, with the exact art style as the cartoon, mm. and it's super funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well it's aged. It, you know, it, it it could be there could be a bunch of us terrible stuff in there. But either way, um, that's that's like an RPG you can finish in a weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have one. I'm sorry. I, I, short games don't exist for me because I I'm a completionist, so I get a hundred percent of everything. So uh, I can't. I, I there's probably a lot of games that I've that are ten hours I could I mean, have beaten. But every okay. once in a while, this discussion flared up. Well, at least it doesn't happen that much anymore. But like Portal was a great example of a game that I absolutely adored, and I would have paid any price for it. But there was a lot of negativity around the game's length, saying, "Why would I pay you know almost mm-hmm. full price for a game that is this short?" Right? Portal. Like, uh, Portal, the original the one that, Portal. that came with the orange box, which yes. is the best deal in gaming yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I actually, yeah. Well, I do have nothing good enough for any of you. <laughs> I actually do have one um, that I've played. Oh. I played recently. It was uh, Aerial Knights Never Yield. It's uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's excellent, very fast paced okay. side scroller. Tons of just style. The music is fantastic. Highly recommend it if you like platformers. It's very fast paced. It's great. Cool, Seth. Let's do one more. Okay. Uh, what, excuse me, from at the Storm Emperor asked, how long do you think Nintendo can hold off on releasing a Switch sequel, Oof. get away with it? And Storm Emperor says, personally, I think they're just waiting for it to become the number one best-selling console of all time with a crying sideways emoji. That means uh, lots of laughter. Oh, you know what? It could be. It's just going to upgrade. They're not going to replace it. They're going to upgrade it, and it's going to count just like the DSi and oh, the new Nintendo DS. Oh, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised yeah. if they go that strategy. Yeah. This is... My theory is that they are calling up a chip supplier and they're saying, hey, how much does it cost? Yeah. Can, we put, can we make the next one $3.99? Yeah. No? Okay. No, not... And then the next day they call, can we do it? And they're waiting until the guy's like, yes, <laughs> and the guy make like, it for $3.99. The guy's like, eh, it's going to cost you 500 bucks uh, for each machine and it's going to heat up like yeah. a mother. But uh, yeah. I've got this uh, 2019 Tegra chip that you might be interested in. <laughs> right. You know, it was in the iPad 3. I think they, they yes. need a... I think... They can. I think they can realistically hold off for another year. I think so. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But anybody making a third-party game needs to talk to the independent circle of six wizards that that helped code Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> and go. No, this is what you should do to get your game to run. Dude, like if if these twenty what? if these thirty-year-old Arkham games come out and they're the they're you know they they the frame rate drops like crazy or like there's pop in on the Riddler trophies or something like that. You gotta you gotta call Anuma, get the rest of those boys on the phone and like go through that tech pipeline because whatever they did in Tears of the it's, Kingdom, everybody else needs to do. I don't know how they do. Yes. Sometimes you're flying high up in the air and like you just look at this world and you're like, how are they doing that? Like mm-hmm. they're games that are like super close on the character that are chugging. Yeah. And like I'm high up in the sky and it works and it's got a fluid system, a heat and cold system, a weather system, a wind system, a material system. Like I'm a day, like everything. Gravity. Yeah. And like I'm, I don't know. I, somebody signed a deal with the devil on this one. Well, there's but. a there's a couple of times where you jump into like one of those holes into the depths so fast that it goes whoa whoa yeah. there, buddy. Hold on a sec. Does <laughs> the pause wait like yeah, yeah, to go fetch the polygon somewhere? Yeah, They're right. just like oh are you coming over? Okay, like when you have guests over and you just push <laughs> everything under the carpet. And the ultra hand goes <laughs> under the carpet frame rate away you're hiding stuff under your carpet oh yeah there's just like basketballs and you know no. pans <laughs> there's closets brian we have closets and no pantries. i don't have any of those no windows oh, no right. doors no closets okay, okay. Well, for nintendo go. nintendo is a public company uh shareholder opinion matters a lot to them stock price matters mm-hmm. a lot to them you know impacts their their cash reserves and all of that right and so yes uh the PlayStation 5 is moving ahead now, right? It's yep. the Switch uh, by far has the lead. It's been on the market for a while. It sold crazy numbers originally, did really well in Japan. Now for the first time, the PlayStation 5 is knocking on that door a couple of months now, and it will consistently outsell it in the future. And that's without the price drop yet. Eventually there'll yeah. be a PS5 Slim or something, or it'll be cheaper. And 
that's a big motivator for Nintendo. So I think you're exactly right, Brian. I think next Christmas is the is the yeah. new Nintendo Switch Deluxe Edition. Yes. With cheese. I think they're giving us enough swan songs to play and talk about until then. Not me. Um, I think we're stuck with the Switch till 2030. Wow. There Damn. you go. Wow. 2030. No, I'm kidding, but maybe. <laughs> if they make a sequel, there's going to be like smoke coming out of the screens and the, <laughs> it's going to be like shaken. You can you It's just going to they're just going to they're just going to release like attachments and stuff for the Switch until 2030 and you just have to like l Nintendo Labo your Switch. It's out. already doing that thing where you, if you glue like 20 <laughs> things together to make a bridge, it's like, "Oh no." <laughs> I and then I mean the titles Nintendo has announced for the fall are all playing it safe visually, right? Yeah. The yeah. 2D 2D yeah. game Super Mario RPG is is very simple. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'd say Pikmin 4 is actually one that pushes things a bit more. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm impressed with how it looks so far. You no, but it, I, think I think you're right. I think you're right, Brian. Prime 4. Yeah. That is a Switch 2 game. Come on. That is, yeah. That, yep. we're, 100%. Yeah, that's Prime a 4 game is That Switch is a logo, and any console can yep. run a logo, my friend. <laughs> it's a logo running on the <laughs> Switch, and then no, it'll be runs on Switch 2. I, I hope it'll be real one day. A new uh, Switch Deluxe. All in all, uh, thank you all so much for joining yeah. me today. Um, I, if, if, if you were looking forward to the spoiler cast this week, we're going to try to do that next week, unless another court hearing comes up or there's another surprise Nintendo Direct at 6 o'clock in the morning. Metroid gets announced. Metroid gets announced. Oh. Anything could happen. <laughs> we might never, we might never ever do the spoiler cast. Who knows? We might all have grimace shakes and just never make it back. Yeah, that could happen Ooh. too. Um, Thank you all so much for joining me on this week's episode of Nintendo Voice Chat. Um, you remember, uh, NBC is available on IGN, YouTube, all your favorite podcast platforms. If you want a Nintendo shirt, head on over to the Nintendo store, because, or no, the IGN store for Nintendo shirts. It's been a long week, folks. We're getting through <laughs> it. Um, and check out all the clothes there. They're really, really awesome. Bunch of great stuff there. And uh, if you want any more information on Tears of the Kingdom or Pikmin 4, we're going to have with big guides for Tears of the Kingdom up now. We will have more for Pikmin when that launches. There's anything you could possibly ever want to find in Zelda. Uh, we have that on a map now. Every recipe, every Korok, it's every rock. Okay, every you rock. need to find a rock. Every if you need to find, a rock, <laughs> you need to find a rock. If it's on the map. Make a hammer, like yeah, a really it's on the hammer. it's on the map. Uh, got rocks. We've got. If you're, if you're watching us We've on got YouTube, it all. leave a nice comment. Uh, same with iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Nintendo Voice Chat. Um, check us out on classmates.com. Are you mom flowers? Are you mom flowers? Yeah. See how she's doing. Check the, uh, you don't need an excuse. Check the Hyrulean Leave a nice column. comment. Yeah, leave nice a nice comment. comment. Yeah. Leave, leave a nice column. To your mom. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Have, Write your mom a call. Buy a nice collared shirt. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you got to do. Play but columns for the buy, same game gear. Don't buy. Don't buy what? Anything else? Don't buy anything else. I don't know. I Is that the outro? Don't buy anything. Else. <laughs> Scaring the kids. What are you, my wife? Don't buy anything else. <laughs> Going crazy at that grocery store. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat this week. We had fun. It got a little silly. We will catch you next week. Uh, until then, Nintendo Voice Chat is the only place where you can get the get thing, the thing. Get, but, don't, but don't, buy don't buy it don't buy it just get it just get it steal no, it. please my don't job steal it. just get it requires everyone to buy things just go oh, yeah buy buy stuff from okay yes yeah, Seth's job okay you can buy things i changed my mind play bad dudes don't play bad dudes hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky i wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet jason ritter i can break things and pick locks and kill people michael stuhlbarg the whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better ari grainer no don't whet its appetite what are you an idiot me justin bartha that's not just any egg cream that's a lemke's special and all narrated by the hilarious richard kind this is the story of harry dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.